All right, good morning, Rabbi Sai. Begin by thanking our sponsors. Sorry. To thank our Tamatora sponsors, Naftali and Chavi Tilson from Eretz Yisrael, with Rav Naftali thanking his friend Benjamin for introducing him to the DAF. May Hashem bless us all to finish the DAF Yomi cycle together and celebrate with a Siyum in Eretz Yisrael in Meretz Hashem. To thank Baruch Meir and Rina Dubin for dedicating the Shirem and Drushos this month in the Schos of our brothers and sisters in Eretz Yisrael. And then our children who are learning in Eretz Yisrael complete their year in safety and devekos to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to Eretz Yisrael. To thank our week of learning sponsors, Alan and Shari Steinmetz, in memory commemoration of the yard site of Alan's mother, Chaya Basra Meir, and Jeff and Debbie Schwartz for dedicating the week of learning this week for a successful procedure and continued recovery for Jeff. He should be well. And to thank Zevi, and Shoshi Daniel for dedicating the shir this morning in the Zuchos of Rafua Shalema for Nami Bas Chana. We hope that she, together with Kol Chole Yisrael, have a complete and enduring Rafua. We'll see with that. Let us begin. Today's daf is Membav 46, and we are picking up on Membav, actually, second line from the top. Amr Balazar Mishum Bar Kafra. So we'll see some very interesting, and today we're going to, Mir Hashem, finish the parak. So some very interesting sugyas. That we have is in the, in the details of the base Hamikdash. So Amr Belazer Mishum Bar Kafra, or Amr Belazer Mishum Bar Kafra. Omer Hayy Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Meir used to say the following idea: Every Ola Shenisosru Oselahen Ma'aracha Bifne Atzman V'Sojans. Was an interesting case. So every Ola is the case of Ola limbs which are left over. So if you take a look at, I, I, I haven't got a Rashi yet, but if you have all the limbs which were left over, so we'll say the idea over here is, what's happening here is remember, we spoke about the idea that at night there are no carbonos. So remember again, what's the only thing we're doing at night? At night we are simply going ahead and burning leftover limbs and fats on the Mizbeach. What happens if come the next morning you still have leftover limbs? So what happens in that particular situation? So comes along Bar Kafra, in the name of Bar Kafra, saying that Rabbi Meir used to say, if you have all the limbs that are left over the next morning, you make a brand new ma'aracha, a brand new paraphernalia. And I remember, how did we end off yesterday? So how do we paskin? On a regular day, how many pyres on top of the, on top of the Mizbeach? Three, right? Yom Kippur, four, regular day three. We have Ma'aracha Gidola, which was the pyre used to burn Karbanos. Ma'aracha Kitana, used for Kitores. And what we call Ma'aracha Shalkium Ha'ish. A third, smaller Ma'aracha, that was really there just in case the Ma'aracha Gidola was not burning well. That third Ma'aracha, that third pyre was there to help it out. And then again on Yom Kippur, you would have a fourth Ma'aracha. You would have a fourth pyre that was there for what purpose? Kitores, right? The special Kitores, so interesting, the special Kitores of Yom Kippur got its own pyre. Now it's coming along Rabbi Meir, and Rabbi Meir is saying, oh, and by the way, if it happens to be that overnight the limbs of the Ola don't burn well, the next morning you should go ahead and arrange a brand new pyre specifically to go ahead and burn off those limbs. To burn, right? To, to go ahead and take it. So in other words, what Rabbi Meir seems to be saying over here is, we don't want yesterday's limbs going on today's ma'aracha gidola. So you make a new ma'aracha, and I can say, you know, somebody, maybe Milk pointed out to me yesterday, 
you know, the Mizbeach was huge. Mizbeach was huge. We're going we're gonna to get into the dimensions in Mirza Hashem. But the Mizbeach was quite huge. So th- there's room. There's enough room for every pyre, right? No pyre left out. Hey, so, 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 so I just want to point out Rabbi Mir's idea is just pre- create another pyre to go ahead and close out yesterday's sacrificial service. It's Zodron. Ba'athilu b'shavis. Now, I will say, now, we don't paskin like this, Rabbi Meir. We know that already, right? Because, again, we already said, we just said, we paskin on a regular day, all you have. Maximum are three pyres. And on Yom Kippur, you have a fourth for the Ketoda. So we don't paskin like this idea, but we're intrigued by this idea, specifically that last phrase. And you could go ahead and you could do this even on Shabbos. So the Gemara says, So what, what exactly, what exactly are you coming to teach us? So after all, we learned Tanino. Now, obviously, this is reflecting a different opinion, right? That on every day, they had four ma'arachos on the Mizbeach. So again, so, so what's, what's, what's the Chiddush over here? On Rabbi Avin, lo nitzrucha ela lipsulin. So we'll say, no, what's interesting about this is as follows, that actually what we're referring to over here are what we call psulin. Now, we'll say, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says psulin is hanach dim alu lo yerdu. We'll say there are a group of karbanos, interestingly enough, which you're not really supposed to offer up on the Mizbeach, but once you put them on, you do not take them down. So the Gemara is suggesting that's what we're referring to over here. But this is only assuming that the fire has already taken hold of these karbanos. But if the fire has not taken, taken hold of these karbanos, then what? Then we'll take them down. Take a look at Rashi. So the Gemara now is suggesting that the novelty in this ruling is as follows. That Allah said, if you had psulin, karbanos that were really invalid to go on to the Mizbeach, but you put them on. So what's the halacha? Once you put it on, you don't take it off. Aye, but when is that true? Only if the fire has actually taken hold of the carbon. But if the fire has not taken hold of the carbon, then what? Even though you put it on, what do you do? You take it off. Says the Gemara, there's an alternate version of this. An alternate version says, we'll say, whether a carbon is kasher, whether a carbon is puzzle, once you put it on, right? Once you put it on and the fire takes hold of it, Halacha lamaisi, you cannot take it off. Which I will say is an interesting nuance in halacha. Because the truth is, before this, before this Gemara, I would have assumed at what point in time does a sacrificial item become the property of the Mizbeach? I would have assumed the moment you put it on. Now what the Gemara is suggesting is that maybe not. Maybe halacha lamaisa, a carbon really only becomes a sacrificial property of the Mizbeach once the fire takes hold of it. Now I will say, now you might think to yourself, well, what, what does that matter when it becomes the sacrificial property when it doesn't. Well, it doesn't matter in the case the Gemara just mentioned, because in a case where you inadvertently put something puzzle on the Mizbeach, right? You inadvertently put something puzzle, so can I take it off? The Gemara will suggest it depends. Has the fire taken hold of it or not? If the fire has, you can't remove it anymore. If the fire has not, you can remove it. Let's look at that last phrase. What does it mean when it says, even on Shabbos? So the Gemara says, Tanina v'hayom chamesh. Now, I remember again, according to the opinion who held that on a regular day you had four ma'arachos. Remember again, we had a machlokas, three, four, five ma'arachos, right? But even on, a, even on a regular, everyone is agreeing that what happens on Yom Kippur, what does everyone agree with? You're adding one extra, right? That, that everyone is agreeing with. 
So the Gemara says, well, let's analyze this. We learned before that according to the opinion who held that on a regular day you had four, he would say that on Yom Kippur you had five ma'arachos. To which the Gemara is looking at Rashi, B'chol Yom, Hayu Arba Ma'arachos, Sinan, Vafilo B'Shabbos, Mashma. So we'll say, B'Pashtos, that would apply even on Shabbos. Amr Vacha B'Yakob, Itztirich. I'll tell you why this is necessary. Sa'adayit Chamino, Hani Mili Yehechad, D'chal Yom, Ikiprom, Niyos, Achar HaShabbos. I would have thought that, what, when do we say that Halacha L'Maysa? You add on next one, that's when Yom Kippur falls out, after Shabbos. D'chal B'Shabbos, Kravim B'Yom, Ikipurim. Because we'll say, what I would say is like this. I would say that any leftover items from Shabbos can be offered up on the Ma'arachos of Yom Kippur. But if Halacha Lemaisa, Yom Kippur falls out in the middle, Emtza Shabbos means in the middle of the week, lo, maybe the leftover limbs of, let's say, the previous day cannot be burned on Yom Kippur. Kamash Molon, that I both say, see, the Gemara saying like this, the Havamina is like this, when can I burn leftovers on Yom Kippur? That's when the Yom Kippur falls out on Matzei Shabbos, right? Our calendar doesn't allow that, right? But at the end of the day, before the calendar was set, Yom Kippur could fall out to whatever. I would have thought, when can you burn, when can you burn leftover fats and limbs on, on Yom Kippur? That's when Yom Kippur falls out on Matzei Shabbos. I could burn the leftovers from Shabbos on Yom Kippur. But if Yom Kippur falls out in the middle of the week, then maybe I can't burn the leftovers on Yom Kippur. To which the Gemara says, Kamash no, Kamash even when Yom Kippur falls out in the middle of the week, you could burn the leftovers. Amar Rava. So Rava says, Man hai dolo chayish lekamchay. So Rava says, Rava, a little, it's a little bit of a Talmudic insult over here. Rava says, who is the one who does not finely grind or sift his flour? Which was the way they used to say in the base Madrash, when you said something that was half-baked, right? When you said something that was not fully thought out, they would accuse you of not finely grinding your flour. You could use it, I will say. Use it at a meeting, see what happens. Right? So, say, so the Gemara says as follows. So, so the Gemara says, Again, the Mishnah explicitly says this was the case every single day, to which the Gemara says, Kasha, you're right, indeed, that is a question. And I will say this argues on Rafuna, because what does Rafuna say? So I will say, listen to this. We're now going to spend a little bit of time analyzing the Shita of Rafuna. And Rafuna says, Rashi says over Pligid Rapuna, Adbar Kafra the Adirava, Tomra Beholyum de Masnis and Dafkohu, Bafilo Bishabis, the Rafuna Savar Beholyum the Barmishabis. So let's listen to this. What we're going to see now is a fascinating machlokas in general about what let's leave aside Yom Kippur for just a moment, but what you're allowed to do on Yom Kippur, uh, what you're allowed to do on Shabbos. See, I both say what hap- what's happening over here is as follows, just to frame the case. It's a very simple case. I have a situation where the morning after I have leftover limbs and fats, right? The goal is on a regular day, during the day you offer up your carbonos, nighttime is there to take care to burn any of the carbonic leftovers. In the case in question now, I have leftovers, I still have fats and limbs, or in this case limbs, the next morning. So the shayla is, what do I do with it? What do I do with it? So remember this whole discussion started Bar Kafra, quoting Rabbi Meir, says that halacha lemaisa, what you do is very simple, you create another pyre, a new pyre on the Mizbeach, to burn the leftovers. Now what's interesting is, Bar Kafra allowed that to happen even when, even when? Afilu B'Shabbos. Afilu B'Shabbos. Now the Gemara, and Rava supports that as well. Now the Gemara is going to call Rav Huna. And Rav Huna says, hold up. 
hold up. Even, even if I'm agreeing to the idea that on a regular weekday, if you have leftovers from the previous day, you could set up a new ma'aracha to go ahead and to burn the leftover limbs. I'm not so sure you could do that on Shabbos. So the Rosh of the Gemara says, Da'amar docha, sofa ina docha. So we'll say, we'll see what this means exactly. But, well, let's take a look at Rashi. Rav Huna's position is as follows. He holds Tchilasa Docha, which means, look at Rashi. Tamid Shal Shabbos, Nishcha B'Shabbos, Akar B'Shabbos. The beginning of the sacrificial service is Docha Shabbos. So we'll say, for example, you could offer up a carbon Tamid on Shabbos. Now we'll say, remember again, what's the Chiddush of being able to offer up a carbon Tamid on Shabbos? What's the Chiddush of being able to offer up any carbon on Shabbos? Remember again, Shechita is one of the Lamed Tes Malachos, is one of the 39 Malachos. So how are you allowed to offer up Karbanos in the Beis HaMikdash? Remember again, the most you can say in the Beis HaMikdash is what? Is that Shvus is Docha Shabbos. There's no Drabanans in the Beis HaMikdash. But there are Dereises in the Beis HaMikdash. So how can you offer up a Karban? This is very simple. Why can you offer up a Karban in the Beis HaMikdash? Because the Torah said so. Because <laughs> Cheshbarach who said that you offer up the Talmud every single day in the morning and the evening, even on Shabbos. And you offer up a Karban Musa. But for example, also remember again, can you bring Karbanos Yachid on Shabbos? No. Remember again, the only thing that happens in the Beis HaMikdash is, is communal service. That's the only thing. Personal karbonos are not brought on Shabbos because it's a Malachah Doraisa. The Malachah is only set aside when the Torah says. So listen to what Rafuna says. Rafuna says when it comes to Shabbos, Tchilasa Docha. Tchilasa means you could offer a Shabbos karbon on Shabbos. But it says Rafuna, Sofo Eino Docha. The end of sacrificial service is not Docha Shabbos. Look at Rashi. What is Sofa on a Docha? Tamid shall Erev Shabbos ain't a varev naktir in Mishatech Shach Ella Malan mi Yom. So what's this incredible? Rafuna comes along and says, the only thing that's Docha Shabbos is what he calls Trilasov or Trilasavoda. The actual, bless you, the actual offering of a carbon, of, of a Shabbos carbon, that's Docha Shabbos. But anything that has to do with non Shabbos carbonos, cannot be done on Shabbos. So Rav Huna says, for example, this is fascinating. On Friday, right on Erev Shabbos, you would offer up whatever, whatever covenants you're offering up on Shabbos. But Rav Huna, when do you burn the leftover fats and limbs from Friday's sacrificial service? Before Shabbos. All of that has to be done before Shabbos. So therefore, Abosai, so therefore Rav Huna categorically rejects Bar Kafra Rabbi Meir. Because remember again, Bar Kafra Meir was saying, that whenever you have leftover limbs the next morning, no problem. Just make a new ma'arach and burn it on Shabbat. Burn it. And even on Shabbat. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? The only thing you could do on Shabbos is the actual hakrava, the actual offering of a Shabbos karban. But anything that is related to sacrificial items before Shabbos, all that's got to be closed out before Shabbos starts. You cannot do anything with that on Shabbos itself. So, Gufa, let's analyze this. Amunafuna, Bos, it's really a fascinating shita. So, Amunafuna, Tamid, so we'll say now we're going to expand on this a bit. Tamid, Tchilaso Docha, Sofa Eno Docha. So, we'll say here it is. Rafuna says, Halakalamaisa, Carbon Tamid, the beginning of the Tamid is Docha Shabbos, the end is not Docha Shabbos. The end is not Docha Shabbos. So it says the Gemara. So what, 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 is, what does that mean? So we'll say, now this is a machlokas. My inodocha. So we'll say, wh- what is it? What's, what's not nidcha? What's not set aside? Right? So let's, let's look at Rafuna's words. Rafuna's words are, right? When it comes to the carbon tamid, the beginning 
is Doha, sets aside Shabbos. The end is not Doha. Says the Gemara, what are we referring to? What, what is set aside? What is set aside? Mayina Doha. So the Gemara says, Rechista Amar Doha is a Shabbos, Mayina Doha is a Chista said, interestingly enough, that Halacha Lamaisa, that Halacha Lamaisa, so the carbon Talmud will be Doha Shabbos, but not Doha Tuma. Now look at Rashi, what does that mean? My Eno Doha, Eno Doha is a Tuma, Hector Chalavim Veivarim, Veimurin, excuse me, Elas Vikas Tamal Bilbad. So let's listen to this. Chista will say like this, that what Rafuna is coming to say is as follows. The Talmud is Doha Shabbos. Shabbos said, which means that Halacha Lamaisa, Anything you have to do for the carbon Tamid, you could do on Shabbos. The Tamid, and specifically, again, the burning of the fats and limbs, is not Docha Tumah. The Rebbe will say, let's take a step back here for just a moment. Remember, Tumah is Nidcha B'Tzibor, which means that, that the laws of Tumah are set aside where, for any communal offering when the majority of the community is Tameh. What Rav Chista is suggesting, however, is which part of the sacrificial service is set aside for communal tumah? Only what? Only zrika. Because it will say, remember again, what is the most important part of the carbonic service? Zrika. Right? Once you do zrika, everything else, I mean, it's not optional, it's mandatory, but everything else, if for some reason you didn't get to it or were unable to do it, does not compromise the carbon. This is incredibly important. So we'll say, this is fascinating. So if Chista says like this, when it comes to Shabbos, when it comes to Shabbos, the carbon Tamad is Docha Shabbos. Absolutely. And which parts of the Tamad? Every part of the Tamad is Docha Shabbos. When it comes to Tumah, the only part of the Tamad, in a situation of communal Tumah, the only part of the carbon Tamad which is Docha Tumah is what? Is the Zrika. So we'll say, for example, in a situation of communal Tumah, you'll do the Zrika Satamid but you would not burn the limbs on the Mizbeach. This is very interesting. Where would you burn the limbs? Michutz Lamachana, like any other carbon that became tummy. So when we say Tumah Hotcho Betzibor, or Tumah Duchuyi Betzibor, that will ultimately allow for the Zrikas Hadam, but will not allow for the rest of the sacrificial service. Verava Amar, Rava says, or actually changes it to, Sarasachas changes it to Rabba. Rabba Amar, Docha Es Hatumah, Rabbi says no. What it means is that carbon tamid is docha tumah, but it's not docha shabbos. So I will say. So what you have is a fundamental machlokis over here. You have you have Rav Chista saying that Allah so on shabbos on shabbos, pretty much you could do anything you need to do for the tamid. Which I will say also sounds like what? Also sounds like you could even burn leftover fats and limbs from yesterday's tamid on shabbos, right? Because essentially the laws of shabbos are set aside vis-a-vis the halachos of Tamid. But when it comes to Tumah, when it comes to Tumah, the only thing you could do vis-a-vis the carbon Tamid in a state of communal Tumah is Zrika. Rabbah disagrees. And Rabbah says that halacha lamaisa, when it comes to communal Tumah, the laws of Tumah totally set aside for everything when it comes to the carbon Tamid. So not only can you do Zrika in a state of Tamid, but in a state of Tumah, but you can even burn the carbon on the Mizbech in a state of Tumah, but it's not Tawakha Shabbos. It's not Tawakha Shabbos, which I will say sounds like when it comes to Shabbos, the only thing you're allowed to do with the Tamid is the most basic obligations, but nothing additional. Certainly can't burn any leftover pieces on Shabbos. Amalei Abayis, what's that sound like this? Abayis says, Amalei Abayi le Rabba, Lididach kasha, Lerav Chista kasha, Abayis says to Rabba, 
I have both according to you and Rav Chista. I have a kasha. What's the kasha? Ledidach kasha. According to you, there's a kasha. Maishno tomadichsib b'mo'ado. So we'll say, Rabbi, why do you say that ultimately a carbon tomid could be offered up in a state of tumah and every part of the tumid could be done in tumah? Because the Torah uses lashon of mo'ado. Mo'ado say means that the carbon tumid must be must be offered up in its appointed time. And what that phrase appointed time means is no matter what's going on, right? You are permitted to offer up the carbon tumid. I the Gemara says Shabbos nami b'mo'ado vafilu b'shabbos. Well, if that's the case, I will say the word mo'ado is also used by Shabbos. If that's the case, that ultimately tumid could be performed in a state of tumah, then tumid should be able to be to be performed in on Shabbos as well. Why is Shabbos different that ultimately you allow the Tommy to be done on Shabbos? Because it says Moado. The Gemara says, Tuma nami Moado. So I'll say, here's what's interesting. Both Rabbi and Rechist are both darshaning the same word, which is Moado in its appointed time, which tells us that carbon Tommy has to be offered up under all circumstances. Ravchista is choosing to focus on Shabbos. Rabbah is choosing to focus on Tumah. But says Abai to both of them, it's the same word. You're both darshaning the same word. So ultimately, again, the kasha is on both of you from the, from the drasha you choose not to make. Amrale, to which Rabbah responds, Lo ludidi kasha, lo kasha. Rabbah says, no, Abaye, you're wrong. It's not a kasha, it's not a kasha of Chista. Why not? Lididi lo kasha. So Rabbah says, according to me, there's no question why. Sofo kitchilaso. Kisil is like this. The end is like the beginning. What does that mean? Tuma. So, so, so ultimately, again, Rabbi will say like this. Tuma. Ditchilaso bar mitcha tumahu. Sofo nami dachi. So I'll say, take a look at Rashi for just a moment. Tuma did chilaso bar mitcha tumahu. Sofo nami dachi. Rashi says, Tuma did chilaso. Mat chilaso bar mitchi tuma. Ha im in kointar li zarek damo. So I'll say, listen to this. So Rabbi will say like this. The halacha by Tumar Rabbi will say is, Tumar ultimately, again, essentially, Chutra B'Tzibor, or at least Tuchuy B'Tzibor. What he's saying is like this. When it comes to Tumar, let's say you have the following situation. Where halacha l'maysa, there is no, his, his example is, there is no coin who is tar to do this rika. So we'll say, what happens in a situation like this? There is no tar coin available to do this rika. So what happens? What's the halacha? You have a Tame Kohen do it. So just like in the initial stages, if there is no one tar to do the avoda, we let someone who is Tame go ahead and do it. So So essentially, again, the end of the carbonic process is the same exact thing. In other words, what Rabbi will say is like this, that halacha l'maysa, t'chilaso, or essentially sofo kitrilaso. The end of the process is just like the beginning of the process. And just like in the end of the process, excuse me, in the beginning of the process, if there is no one who is tahar to be able to do the avoda, ultimately, again, we let someone who's tummy do it. So to, to close out the process, if there is no one who, or there is no way to do it, betara, we do it betumo. Shabbos, ditchilaso lav bar mitra, shabbosu, sofonami lodachi, but ultimately, again, Rabbi will say like this, Shabbos, Shabbos, 
There is no license to be docha Shabbos on the front end. So too, there's no license to be docha Shabbos on the back end. Now, what, what, is, what does that mean? Or beginning and end. Look at Rashi. Shabbos the Tchilaso. The Tamid the Erev Shabbos. Lav bar mitcha. Lav bar mitcha Shabbos. Shari ben arbayim nishchat v'dam nifsa b'shkeasachama. So we'll say, listen to this. This is fascinating. Rabbi will say like this. Rabbi will say, he'll say, is there any way to ever offer up the Friday Tamid on Shabbos? Is there any way for that to happen? And the answer is, no. There's no way for that to happen. So the same way that the, that the beginning of the Erev Shabbos Tamid is not Docha Shabbos, so so to what? The end of the Erev Shabbos Tamid is not Docha Shabbos. Then I will say, now, now what does that mean, the end? What does that mean, the end? The end would be the leftover limbs from Friday. So Rabbi will say like this, Tumah is unique because by Tumah, by Tumah, same way the beginning of the process sets aside the halachos of Tumah, so to the end of the process will set aside Tumah. But by Shabbos, the quote-unquote beginning of the process is doesn't set aside Shabbos. Now what he's calling the beginning of the process is is you can never offer, if for some reason you forgot to offer up the Friday Tamid, right? We will say, is there any way to do that on Shabbos? No. Besides the fact that there's no makeup, there's no way to begin the Friday Avoda, the Friday Tamid on Shabbos itself. So too, therefore, says Rabbi, the end of the service cannot be done on Shabbos as well. Rav Chistel Okash. So we'll say that, 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 that's Rabbi's argument. Rav Chistel Okash, according to Rav Chistel, ultimately, again, there's no contradiction, why not? He'll say, Sofo Kitchiloso, Leslie. He doesn't hold up this concept of Sofo Kitchiloso. Rather, what will he say? Shabbos, Tuhutrahi Bitsibor, Sofa Nami, Sofa Nami Dachi. Tumo de Dechuyi Bitsibor, Tchisel Vigimar says, Tchiloso de Iker Kapara Dachi, Sofo de Lat Iker Kapara Lo Dachi. So we'll say, listen to this, bless you, listen to this, we'll say. Rav Chistel has a very, has, has a simpler approach. Rav Chista says, you're equating Shabbos and Tumah. They're not the same. They're not the same. Rav Chista posits, Tumah, excuse me, Shabbos, Chutra B'tzibor, Tumah, Dechuya B'tzibor. Now we'll say, remember again, we've seen this before in Masechah's Pesachim. We'll say, what's the difference between Chutra and Dechuya? Chutra means that for this particular issue, it's as if it's not Shabbos. We'll see, we'll plug that in just a moment. Dechuya means what? It's Shabbos. But under duress, we're going to allow you to do certain things that we would not normally allow you to do on Shabbos. So we'll say, now listen to this. So, or, or allow you to do certain things. So listen to this. So, so Rav Chista will say like this. Rav Chista will say, Shabbos Chut Shabbat Sibor. When it comes to sacrificial service, communal sacrificial service, we treat Shabbos like what? We treat Shabbos like what? Like a Tuesday. It's like a right words, The halachos of Shabbos do not apply to communal service, which I will say is a very true statement. They don't. I want to point out, we'll say, you know, when you offer up the carbon tamid on Shabbos, do you do it with the shinui? Right? So what does that show you? Right? Is there any part of communal service, of communal covenants that you leave off on Shabbos? No. So if Chisel say, what, is, what does that tell me? That tells me, though, when it comes to Shabbos, Shabbos chutra b'tzibor. When it comes, again, I want to be very clear. This is referring to a very narrow area of what? of communal sacrificial service. When it comes to communal sacrificial service, we offer up Karbonos and the Beis HaMikdash on a Shabbos like it was a Tuesday. There's no difference. 
So if Chista says, because there's no difference, it's quite possible to say that what? It's quite possible to say that halacha lemaisa, right? That halacha lemaisa, the the um, the dochas, right? That ultimately, again, offering up the carbon tamid in all of its aspects, and maybe even going ahead and what? Going ahead and offering up the leftover fats and limbs will be permitted on Shabbos. Tuma, on the other hand, is chutra betzibor. So we'll say, what does that mean if Tumas Hutra Bitsibor? I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Tumas Dhuya Bitsibor, right? Which means that I will say, under duress, we will go ahead and set aside the laws of Tumah for the sake of communal sacrificial service. Now, I will say, what does that mean? We'll let you do the sacrificial minimum in order to be able to affect Karbanos, communal offerings, but no more. Which in the realm of Karbanos will say means what? What's the sacrificial minimum? Zuriga. So we'll let you do Zriga, we'll let you do Zriga under, in, in the state of Tumas Sidifra, I will say, if 51% of Cloud Israel is Tameh, or there's not a Kohen, ultimately, again, who is start to be able to perform the Avodah, we'll let him perform the Zriga, but are we going to let him burn the limbs of the carbon on the Mizbeach? Absolutely not. So we'll say, that's, this is the Machlokes, ultimately, again, Rabban and Chesed. I will say, now how do we paskin? How do we paskin? Now, remember, there, there are two things that's happening over there. There are two discussions. Right, discussion number one, discussion number one is, let's start with Shabbos, right? Two, two, two things, two areas of concern. Discussion number one is, if I have leftover limbs from Friday's Tamid, right? So remember again, I offered the Tamid, I offered the Tamid on Friday afternoon. I put it on the Mizbeach to burn, even before Shabbos. Now I have leftover limbs on Shabbos. Can I burn leftover limbs from Friday on Shabbos? That's question number one. That's a general Hilchos, right? Hilchos Mikdash, Hilchos Shabbos question. Can I burn leftover sacrificial matter, weekday sacrificial matter on Shabbos? Shailana Maturabosai is what? Is Halachalamaisa in for Hilchos Tumah. For Hilchos Tumah, if a carbon was offered up in a state of Tumah, so Zrika was done in a state of Tumah, why? Because Tumah Hutrabit Sibor, am I able to offer up the animal now, the limbs on the Mizbeach? Those are the two Shailas. Hilchos Shabbos Shailah, Hilchos Tumah Shailah. So both say, here we go, the Rambam, interesting enough, deals with both of these Shailas. In Hilchos Tamidin and Musafin, Perak Aleph, Halacha Zayin. Listen to the Rambam. Zot the Rambam, Ivarim Shal Tamid, Dochen Es HaTumah, Ve'in Dochen Es HaShabbos. Wow. It was a little bit of mixing and matching going on over here. So the Rambam says, the ability to go ahead and offer up the limbs of the Tamid are Doche Tumah, which Abosai means, according to the Rambam, Halacha Lamaisa, once you have license to offer up a carbon Bitumah, you have the license to do what? To do what? Everything. So it's not just Zrika. You see, again, the Havamina was, all that Tumah allows you to do is do the Zrika. Because Rika is the acre of the carbon, but then nothing else. You can't put that animal on the stomach. The Rambam says, no. Once you're allowed to offer up the Tumah, Tumah Hutra B'tzibor. And therefore, once Tumah's Hutra B'tzibor, essentially, not only do you do the Zrika B'tumah, but you go through the entire sacrificial process. You do everything in a state of Tumah. Incredible. However, listen to this. He holds that Ivarim Shaltamid are not Doha Shabbos. Now, what does that mean? So this is fascinating. You think your Erev Shabbos is hectic. And we'll say, listen to this. In the base Hamikdash, they lost a night. 
Because remember, again, I will say, what would normally happen in the base HaMikdash? What would normally happen? You close out the sacrificial service of the day. And remember, again, everything in the base HaMikdash pretty much ends at sunset. Right? You kindle the menorah, and then, and then we're done for the day. So you have the night to do what? To do what? To burn all the leftovers. Well, that doesn't happen, says Ramam, on Shabbos. On Shabbos, you could not burn the leftover fats and limbs from Friday on Shabbos night. So you, bless you, so you would have to make sure everything was done before Shabbos. You cannot go ahead and burn anything from Friday on Shabbos itself. Ella be'erev Shabbos bilvad, maktir in every tamash of Shabbos. Rather, again, it was only on Erev Shabbos itself that they had to burn all the leftover fats and limbs. Listen to this. I will say, here's the formulation. Shatamid tchilasa doche Shabbos v'sofo eino doche. I will say, here's the formulation. Because what are you allowed to do on Shabbos? Tchilas tamid. I will say, tchilas tamid means you could offer up a tamid, but you cannot go ahead and do the concluding processes of tamid. So you can't burn yesterday's karbanos on Shabbos itself. Similarly, again, Chalvei Shabbos Kevin Belelium to find. So I will say, so that's Talacha. It's just really, really fascinating. Talacha Lamaisa with Ramam Paskins, that Tuma is Docha. Or I should say, Varim Shal Tamir Adok in Tuma. And therefore, I will say, when you have a license to offer up a carbon Betuma, you offer up the carbon its entirety. But on Shabbos, only Tchilas Tamid is Docha. You could go ahead and Shech the Tamid on Shabbos, but you are not permitted to go ahead and what? Burn leftover fatsim. So I will say so incredible. Now you have a picture of Erev Shabbos in the base Hamikdash. Everything had to be done prior to Shkia. You don't have the night to burn the fats and limbs. Beautiful. Bose, let's go right. We're going to finish the parak. Itmar. This is a fascinating case. What happens? I will say, if, remember again, let's go back for just a moment. You're going ahead and the Kohen is getting the fire. He's getting the coals for the Ketoros. Where does he get the coals for the Ketoros? On a regular day, not Yom Kippur. On a regular day, where does he get the coals for the Ketoros? Ma'arocha Kitana. Right? The small Ma'arocha. So he's going ahead and getting the coals. Or I will say he's getting the ish for the menorah. Now this is very interesting as well. So we made reference to this yesterday and I didn't go into it. When we talk about the fire for the menorah, what's the fire for the menorah? So we'll say this is a big machlokas. So Rashi indicates, Rashi seems to indicate that halacha la he would actually take a coal. He would take a coal from the top of the mizbech and use that coal to go ahead and ignite the menorah. Tosis is actually Tosis on puts in there, he says, no, he didn't take a coal, he would take a splinter of wood and use that. And I will say, again, it's just an interesting machlokis. Was it a coal? Was it a splinter of wood? Either way, the fire source is being taken from the top of the Mizbeach. And I will say, here's the interesting shaila. What happens if you extinguish that fire? So let's illustrate this with the guitar. It's a little bit easier. Right, so the coin goals. Goals, remembering, I will say, after you could imagine the process. You can imagine, we're going to see it soon in the Mirror Sashem. Coin walks up the Mizbeach. Remember again, how does the coin normally get to the Mizbeach? Little chazon, everybody. So this is very. I, I lost. I lost my. Uh, I lost my on the wall. Uh, on the wall thing. I lost it, but I'll show you this just for a moment. So I just want to point out. Remember, how, how does the coin walk up? Little chazon. How does he walk up? Right hand side. Excellent. So he's walking up. Remember again, he's walking up the right hand side, and about and now you can see. Now what he's going to do is he walks up the right and he circles the mizbeach. Right, he circles the mizbeach. This is the ma'arocha kitana. Then he's going to come down the left western side. He's going to come down. He takes his coal. Right, so you can imagine it. He got his shovel. He got his coal. And I will say now what happens? He extinguishes it. He extinguishes it. He puts it out. So we'll say what the gemara is discussing. So what's the halacha? Is he chayiv? 
Is he chayiv for that? The act of extinguishing. So, so we'll say, so what is it? This is not a Hilchos Shabbos Shailah. This is, the, the Gemara, the Torah says, we're going to see that the fire of the Mizbeach must be an ongoing fire. So the Shailah is, Eish Tamid Tukad Bo. So the Shailah is, if you actively extinguish fire taken from the Mizbeach, are you chayiv for an act of extinguishing Mizbeach fire or not? Sabai Omer Chayiv, Abai says you chayiv, and ultimately again Rabba Amar Potter. Rabba says that you're Potter. So the Gemara says, let's analyze this. First of all, let's take a look at Rashi. Mechaba Eish Machta Menora Laachar Shechasa Gichalon Machta Olamenora Kivan. So we'll say after you went ahead and you removed. So the case over here is I want to be clear. You remove the coal from the fire for the Kitores or for or the splinter or the coal for the menorah. Then after you removed it, you extinguished it. Are you chayiv? Now, boss, I know what you're asking. What do you, what do you think to yourself? Oh, why would anyone extinguish it, right? Why would anyone do this? So say, just want to point out, isn't it maisim b'chol yom that we intentionally extinguish fires, right? I will say, again, each of us has a spark of the ribono shal olam inside of us. Each of us has a beautiful neshama. Each of us has so much kedusha, And yet, we knowingly sin. And yet, we knowingly do things that are just not good. We knowingly extinguish our fire each and every day. So it's not so crazy to come up with a case of someone who extinguishes a fire. The Pashtus, we're talking about intentionally, right? Because if it's unintentionally, again, if the Pashtus, not, a wind comes along and extinguishes the fire, what chiv is there going to be? But unfortunately, people extinguish fires intentionally all of the time. Sabai says, you're chayiv. Rava says, you're pater. So the Gemara says, well, let's analyze this. To which the Gemara says, the kavye berosho So where, where are you doing this? If you go ahead and... If you go ahead and you're doing this on the Mizbeach itself, everyone will agree that because it will say, what are you doing? If you extinguish this fire while you're standing on the Mizbeach, it will say, what are you effectively doing? You are extinguishing Mizbeach fire. There's a post that says, you are not allowed to extinguish the Mizbeach fire. So if we're talking about a case where the Kohen is literally standing on top of the Mizbeach and he extinguished the fire, then of course everyone will agree that he's Chayef for that. So keep Ligi, where does the Machlokis come up? The Achse A'ara Vakabye. The Machlokis comes up where the coin has already come down from the Mizbeach, and now once he's come down from the Mizbeach, now he extinguishes it. Abai Amar Chayiv, Abai will say that you're Chayiv, why Ish Mizbeachu? Abai will say you're Chayiv, because at the end of the day, this is still called the fire of a Mizbeach. Even though you've removed it from the top of the Mizbeach, it's still called Mizbeach fire, and therefore you will be Chayiv. Rava Amr Pat, Rava will say your Pater, why? Kevan Dinoska Noska. Rava will say, once you remove the fire from the Mizbeach, it is no longer Mizbeach fire. And therefore, if you extinguish it, you are not in violation. Of also, remember again, we're speaking about a very specific love, never to extinguish the fire of the Mizbeach. So what the Gemara is now suggesting is as follows. If you're standing on top of the Mizbeach, and you went ahead and you extinguished this fire, everyone will agree that you are Chayiv. Where's the Machlokis Abayi in Rava? If ultimately, again, you took the fire down from the Mizbeach and now you extinguished it, Sabai will say that you're Chayiv because that's still called Mizbeach fire because it emanated from the, from the Mizbeach. Rava will say you're Potter. Why are you Potter? Once you remove it from the Mizbeach, it's no longer Mizbeach fire. So the Gemara says, If a person removed the coal from the top of the Mizbeach and then extinguished it, Chayif, you're Chayif for that. To which the Gemara says, Kiman, whose opinion does that reflect? 
Kabaye. That the Pashas would be like Abaye. To which the Gemara says, No, Afilotimo ki Rava. Can even be like Rava. Hasam lo intik limitzvasa. Hatha intik limitzvasa. So we'll say this is very interesting. It could very well be as follows. When you remove, even according to Rava, when you remove the coal or the fire for the sake of doing a mitzvah, it could be that the act of removal for a mitzvah, which is a sanctioned act, removes that fire from being mizbeach fire. But when the fire was just removed not for a mitzvah, the fire still remains tethered to the mizbeach, and therefore, again, any act of extinguishing will be problematic. Igudamir, alternate version of this, the ara, if you brought the fire down to the ground, in order you took it off the mizbeach, the kabye, and you extinguished it, Everyone will agree that your potter. So keeply, you where does the machlokes come up? If you extinguished it while standing on the mizbeach, Abai Amr Chayiv Ish Mizbeachu. Abai will say that your Chayiv why? Because this is called the mizbeach fire. You extinguish the mizbeach fire. Rava Amr Potter. Rava will say your potter why? Kevin the Naska Naska. Rava will say it depends. Once you remove that fire from the ma'aracha, Rava posits that what? It's no longer Mizbeach fire, even though geographically, where are you standing? Where are you standing? On top of the Mizbeach. To which the Gemara says, If one goes ahead and brings down a coal from the Mizbeach and extinguished it, he's Chayiv Kiman, whose opinion does that reflect? Not like Abaye and not like Rava. To which the Gemara says, no, hasam lo intik limitzvasa. Ultimately, again, I will say there, the difference is, halacha lemaisa has not been removed for the mitzvah. And therefore, halacha lemaisa, because of that, is still considered to be isha the mitzvah. Hacha intik limitzvasa. But here we're talking about a case where it was removed already for the mitzvah. So we'll say, how do we paskin? How do we paskin? Halacha lemaisa, again, how do we paskin in this particular situation? So we'll say, so remember again, we have a number of different variables over here. Number one, really the fundamental shaila is, how tethered is fire to the altar? Right, that's the fundamental shaila. Do we say once you remove it from the ma'aracha, even though what, you're standing on top of the mizbeach, that is no longer mizbeach. So like, that, that's the core question. Everyone agrees that what am I chayiv for? What am, what am I chayiv? What am I chayiv? If I extinguish mizbeach fire. That's what everybody agrees with. The shaila is how long is fire or to what point is fire considered to be mizbeach fire? Do we say once I remove it from the pyre, even though, again, I'm standing on the Mizbeach, that's no longer Mizbeach fire. Or do we say no? As long as it's on the Mizbeach, even if it's detached from the pyre, that is still called Mizbeach. So what's how we pass? Let's do this. Rambam. The Rambam is always there for us. And I will say there are certain things in life you could always depend on. You could always depend on Rashi. You could always depend on the Rambam. That's about it, right? You, 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 and of course, you can always depend on the Rebono Shalom. I should say, Koyislam, Rebono Shalom, Rashi, and the Rambam. Other than that, can't depend on much. So the Rambam writes as follows. It, so he says, "It calls to me the Musafin Parak Beis Halach Above." Hamechabe Eishum Mizbeach. So I'll say first that starts with the rule. If you extinguish the fire of the Mizbeach, loke, you get Malchus. Right? You're in violation of a love. What's the love? Lo sichbe. The Torah says you are not permitted to extinguish the fire. Watch this. Afilu gachelas acheres. Even if you extinguish one coal, you are in violation. And says the Rambam, even if you take a coal down from the Ma'aracha, you take it off the Mizbeach and you actively extinguish it, you are in violation of the love. So both say, number one, the Rambam says, even if you remove Mizbeach fire from the Mizbeach, it's still called what? 
Mizbeach fire. And if you extinguish it, you are in violation. However, Aval, Ish Machta ve Ish Menorah, Shechina ve Mizbeach lahalik mena, Atfal pi Shekiba osam berosh na Mizbeach potter, Shai niska le mitzvah acheres ve ain ani karma ish nazeh. Like this. Fire of the Mizbeach is always called fire of the Mizbeach. Right? So whether you extinguish it on the Mizbeach or whether you take it off and you extinguish it on the ground, ultimately, again, that is called Mizbeach fire. However, the exception is as follows. Once you remove coals from the fire for the sake of a mitzvah, or be the example, the sake of a mitzvah, for the ketores or for the menorah, it loses its identity as Mizbeach fire. It's no longer Mizbeach fire. And therefore, right there, right there, even while you're standing on the Mizbeach itself. And therefore, halacha lemaisa, Yisrael will say, so therefore again, let's plug this in. So case number one is if you were to go up to the Mizbeach, take a coal and actively extinguish it. Whether you extinguished that coal on the top of the Mizbeach or you extinguished that coal on the ground, what's the halacha? Chayif, chayif. However, if halacha lemaisa, you go ahead and what? If halacha lemaisa, you go ahead and, you go ahead and the Kohen takes the shovel full of coals for the Ketores or takes the splinter for the menorah, once he removes that from the Ma'aracha, it no longer has the status of Mizbeach, fire. So if you were to remove those coals and then actively extinguish it, he would not be chayiv. It's only if you remove the coals or remove the splinter, not for the sake of a mitzvah, it retains its Mizbeach identity wherever you are, either on the Mizbeach or off the Mizbeach as well. But said, that is Da'alach al-Maisa. Hajjun Allah, Taraf Bekalfi. Ma'azal Tarah. Osai. Yeretz Hashem, Bishat Tov, Mitzlachas, New Parak tomorrow. Shkoyach.